You are listening to To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington. Thank you, Jamesy. Southern Miss Black Ops tailgate legend, Jason Bailey. Bump is uh, pretty good. Andy Wizard of Whiskey himself, Mr. Shanglock. But the reality is... They don't know, man! I've been looking forward to To The Top Talk. You know, I have that with myself every night. Look, for all you listen today, I'm not an idiot. What's going on? What's happening? How you guys doing? Welcome to To The Top Talk, presented by BetUS. Here with your break from the High Resource 5 propaganda to talk about the University of Southern Mississippi Golden Eagles. Life is back on sports betters. BetUS has your NCAA tournament action. Betting lines are up right now. Log in to BETUS.com or call 800-792-3887. That's 800-79-BETUS. BetUS for 125% bonuses with our promo code, TTTT125. Go put that promo code in today, TTTT125. Bet on the NCAA tournament and more. Customer service, customer service pros are ready to get your phone, social, and online sports betting kickoff started now. Play with the proven mainstay in the industry, BetUS. You bet you win, you get paid. BetUS.com. Joining me now, Southern Miss Black Ops, tailgate legend, Jason Bailey. Greetings and salutations, fellas. How are we doing tonight? Good, good. Doing great. And the ready wizard. A little Golden Eagle talk. Golden Eagle talk. We're ready. Ready to mm-hmm. dive in. And the Wizard of Whiskey himself, Shane Lott, here as well. I am. I am. Uh, I'm not necessarily happy about it. I mean, I'm always happy to join you guys. But uh, <laughs> why do we still do daylight savings time? I like the I like the it being lighter later. Like I wish we could just stay in daylight savings time. Yeah. Okay. So let me rephrase that then. It's not the daylight savings time that I I, I don't like springing forward an hour and losing an hour of sleep. Basically, I get that. Um, it's just threw my whole day off. I was exhausted all day today for no reason, uh, and I don't like it. So let's just stay here. It's 2022. Everybody's got the fancy electric lights. Uh, it, why does it matter? Why does it matter? Just leave the damn clock alone. I you would should. love to leave it alone. I, and what do y'all think about this? What do you think about flipping it? Like instead of springing forward and falling backwards, you flip them both. So then, like, because you know, it gets to the point in the summertime where it's getting dark at like eight thirty at night, right? Well, that would now be seven thirty at night, and vice versa, right? So then it would be like instead of getting dark at five o'clock and you can't even like go for a walk when you get home from work, now it'd be like six fifteen. What if we just flipped them? It makes Maybe sense. Then it's no, it's it's still is you're still messing with the time. Just leave it alone. Like <laughs> my body has got to adjust for a couple of weeks on the time being different. And why? Why? Should have thought of that um, before you had a kid. <laughs> when you have or a, kid, a job, or <laughs> <laughs> you can scratch two years just off once you have a kid. At least she's three, so she sleeps now. Mm. Well, man, she was exhausted tonight, not to talk about my daughter too much on the podcast, but that poor little thing, it messed with her, too. I mean, she was exhausted on the way home from daycare today. Um, everybody's tired here. So I guess you you had her listen to the games at Dallas Baptist this weekend. Is that a fair assumption? No, we, Is that where she's OK? We, she's, we yeah. actually did not spend our weekends doing that. <laughs> Well, so we started off last week having a, after the show, it, it looked like what was going to be a banner week and then went south really quickly. So we'll get into all the Southern Miss action and more. But let's start with Southern Miss baseball. 
the the curse finally broken last Tuesday night. Right. <clears throat> yeah. So Tuesday, March the eighth, broke the curse, beat South Alabama. Something we thought would Woo-hoo. probably happen at some point, and maybe we reel off a bunch in a row, but. I think it was up to six games straight that we had lost, all kind of in different ways. We just kept losing. So uh, nice to snap that curse. I think the rally cat might have had a little bit to do with it. Um, But we'll take it however we can get it. Um, So Stewart got the start in this one and did fine. Um, But the story, in my opinion, was Pearl River Community College transfer and also from North Coast Rankin, uh, Dalton Rogers, who went three and three and two thirds innings uh, of relief. Giving up one hit, six Ks, zero walks. Um, Landon Harper was credited with the save, his second save of the year. Southern Miss had eight hits, including three from Dusty, uh, Dustin Dickerson, two from Gabe Montenegro, and a home run from Carson Paytow. Paytow, Paytow. I don't know. I have very easy names compared to Shane. I still can't get them right. Um, but so we win that game seven to five, beat the Jaguars. And all is awesome in baseball land. Uh, we move on to Wednesday. We're on March the 9th. We're playing Tulane at the Pete. We beat them ten, uh, We beat them 7-2. Tulane at the time had a 10-3 and record, um, and we're ranked. So that was pretty cool. 11 hits. It was a good crowd out for this one, even though it was a little bit cold. Uh, Tanner Hall with his second consecutive stellar outing, eight innings pitch, four hits, one run, zero earned. Zero walks and eight Ks. He is now two and zero oh in the season, and got Conference USA Pitcher of the Week. So that was pretty cool. Um, McGillis and Peto with two hits apiece. Dickerson went three for three with two RBIs. Uh, Ewing and Sargent both went yard. Uh, so we got to see that light show again. It was just a super fun night at the Pete. And then uh, we get to the weekend, and the weekend did not go so well. Um, if this weekend was a PGA Tour event. Uh, Sutter Miss showed up, hit a bucket, dumped a couple in the drink, and missed the cut. Um, the good thing is we got plenty of time to turn it around, and we actually lost to a decent opponent. But, uh, uh, but yeah, it was, it was not good over in Dallas versus da- Dallas Baptist. Um, we knew this stretch of games was going to be tough. We've talked about it a lot. We knew that losing Blake um, was going to put us in a bind behind the plate. Then the Friday game gets canceled. Um it's probably the worst thing that could have happened. We had to play a double dip on Saturday with only one catcher and freezing temperatures. Uh, lost three to one game one, lost two to nothing in game two. So that's right. We scored two runs in 18 innings total. Not going to win a whole lot of baseball games that way. Um, and Etheridge roughed up for the uh, second game in a row. Only lasted three and a third, five hits, three earned runs given up. And um, so we didn't give up any more runs the rest of the game. Both teams ended up with five hits. Aubrey Gillen time was, was a bright spot. If you're looking for a bright spot, came in and went three and a third, zero runs, six Ks. Sarge had another homer, um, but just didn't have enough. Lost that first one on the game two. Lost this game two to nothing. Only five hits again. Uh, Dallas Baptist with eight hits. Riggins looked good again. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked if some point we see the rotation shaken up just a bit um, while Ben finds his form because we all know he's got it. Uh, just sees yeah, doesn't have it at the moment, so we'll see what happens with that. The line on Riggins was good. Six innings pitched, six hits, one earned run, and three Ks. Um, uh, both both games, our pitchers looked really uncomfortable. I know we were talking about this before the show a little bit, and um, and uh, one of our buddies uh, in that 
the mound looked a little bit taller than normal. I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was just the, the whole bunch of games in a row, the freezing temps, the sitting Friday and having to play a double dip Saturday. But, you know, Ben walked a couple people and hit a guy. That was his first walks of the year. He never does it. Riggins went to a ton of three-ball counts. In fact, Riggins threw six innings this game uh, and threw 94 pitches, whereas the last outing he went out, he went the distance and only threw 100. So something was weird. I don't know what it was. Uh, I do tip my hat a bit to Dallas Baptist for just staying patient at the plate. But it, it was it was, it was was just weird. It was weird. Um. And and with that great line, you know, Riggins was even uh, – he got the loss. <laughs> he throws six innings pitch and only give up one run and have a few strikeouts. Uh, but with the loss, that's that's uh, that's pretty crazy. Um, the one bright spot I would say this game is probably Riggins and, and maybe Rodrigo Montenegro. He went two for three. He was our only multi-hit player. Um, so then we move on to, uh, to Sunday and, uh, you know, lost 10 to four. 10-4, over and out. Um, I thought somebody was going to come out uh, pounding the baseball. I just figured that it would be USM. Uh, it was not. Southern Miss only managed five hits once again. That makes five hits, five hits, and five hits in three games on a weekend. On Sunday alone, Dallas Baptist had 19 hits. That's a ton. I didn't even think that was possible against our pitching staff, but here we are. Uh, Ewing hit a jack to left field. Pitchers looked shaky all day. Bad day at the park. Coming up next... Alabama on Wednesday now. It's been moved from Tuesday to Wednesday. Alabama's sitting at 12 and 5 overall, but they have uh, they're 0 and 3 away. How does that work? 12 and 5, 0 and 3. Maybe they had a couple of neutral sites games. Anyway, um, they won three in a row this past weekend versus Binghamton. They have lost to North Alabama this year um, on March the 9th. So we've seen North Alabama. We know what they're all about. Guys to look out for, Tommy Seidel's hitting 450 this year, Zane Denton with five home runs. After that, the weekend series versus FAU. Um, FAU's 13-4 and four on the year, won seven in a row. Um, they played North Dakota State in Boca before heading this way this week. They have five guys hitting 333 or higher that play in the starting lineup. Rincones with six home runs. They're hitting 325 as a team with 24 home runs total. They have a team ERA of 5.51 and have given up 21 home runs. So something to look forward to this weekend. And for his efforts in the uh, two-lane game, Tanner Hall was named the Conference USA Pitcher of the Week. I'm assuming he's going to be pitching this Wednesday against the Crimson Tide there at the Pete. I would imagine so. So we shall see. Uh, so, yeah, again, this the, the next game, this Wednesday night, March the 16th. That is uh, what St. Patty's Eve, uh, 6 p.m. on ESPN Plus, and then all the games this weekend. If you can't make it out to the Pete, are going to be on ESPN Plus as well. So hopefully the Golden Eagles can bounce back this Wednesday and get back on the right track. Now let's take it to basketball, men's basketball first. Uh, the season ending with the Conference USA tournament, but we did have a little optimism in the first game. Yeah, um, basketball ended the season at, uh, you know, cover your ears if you don't want to hear this, but uh, we ended the year 7-26, and 1-17 in in the conference. A forgettable season by any stretch, um, but we did get to see the guys get happy one more time right here at the end of the year. Uh, conference USA tournament live at the curtain. We beat UTSA 
and and lost the next day to FAU. We beat US, UTSA 67 to 64. That was the only game that we had won in conference this year. And the, and the second one we went to overtime, right? Um. So anyway, we we knew that they were beatable. If there's a game we're going to win, that was going to be it. Um, we actually trailed this game by five at half, 30 to 25. Then we outscored UTSA 42 to 34 in the second half. Um, Napper really found himself at the end of this year. Uh, he had 19 points and six assists. Stevenson, 22 and seven. Pierre, 12 points on three made three pointers. And then the last game of the year, lost to Florida Atlantic, 86 to 59. We were spent. Um, Napper 17, Pink 13, Stevenson 10, and Isaiah Moore nowhere to be found. And that was the end of the year. So uh, following that action, so that game was on Wednesday. So let's fast forward to the weekend on Saturday. The uh, Southern Miss men's basketball Twitter account tried to sneak this one in on us on the weekend. They sent out a tweet from Jeremy McLean, and it read, It has obviously been a – and this is quote. This is quote from from – Jeremy McLean, according to this graphic, it has obviously been a very challenging year for our men's basketball program. We knew when we hired Coach Ladner three years ago that this would be an uphill battle in the form of a complete program rebuild. Year three hasn't produced the results we wanted or expected, and that has been frustrating for everyone involved. Coach Ladner and I have visited several times over the past few weeks to discuss the direction of the program and the necessary steps to get to where we want to be. As we turn the page and prepare for next season, our focus and expectation continues to center around improving our men's basketball program with Coach Leidner as our head coach. We all understand that significant work needs to be done and are committed to the process of building a foundation for long-term success. End quote uh, attributed to Jeremy McLean, Director of Athletics, University of Southern Mississippi. So, yeah, it kind of snuck that one in on us the, on the weekend. Uh, I was kind of surprised by that, but um, you know, it, I think it was kind of compounded given the frustration with how the baseball team was performing yes. as well. So right. uh, I, I think it was, it was a day that a lot of Southern Miss fans were fit to be tied. So, so with that announcement, Jay Ladner is returning. I know there were some questions about whether or not he was going to return. Um, it starts off the the new uh, week. With a couple of guys entering the portal, I don't think these will be the last, but Rashad Bolden and Isaiah Moore, both in the transfer portal as of right now. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens here. If Coach Ladner is to have any success, he's likely going to have to find it coming out of the portal. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, well, something's going to change, right? Um, And I wouldn't be surprised if there's moves on the staff as well. I don't know the inner workings. I don't, you know, I don't have any inside information, but I do know that Leidner is kind of, you know, coaching for his, 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 his life here. If you want to take it that way. And you can't just keep doing what you're doing. So a lot of things are going to have to change. And uh, that's, the, that's how this way this business works, man. Um, there were some bright spots this year and in, in the, you know, as bad as the year was, uh, there are uh, bits and pieces that, that you can take and hopefully build around. So we'll see if they can do it. Uh, Were either of those pieces Rashad Bolden or Isaiah Moore? Well, not anymore. Okay. Well, I was just, <laughs> but, I was but, just but, checking. But, but, but I mean, you look at, you look at Napper. I mean, he was a turnover machine for a while. Couldn't shoot. I was afraid he wouldn't hit the rim on a free throw. And he just, and the last, what, month of the year, starts knocking down three, four, three-pointers a game, driving to the hole. 
he made one of the best passes I've ever seen in my life from half court where he skipped it and it bounced sideways and it was right two yeah. more. Uh, and he, he dunked. I mean, just there, there's been glimpses. Uh, not that I'm saying we were like a bounce or two away from like finishing middle of the pack, but, um, you did see it sometimes and we always seem to find a way to lose instead of find a way to win. So, um, but there's there, there, we've said all year we needed to find some more shooters. So that would be the first thing that I would do uh, is try to find as many shooters as possible. And hopefully Jay makes some good decisions on the, on the other side of things. And, you know, nobody wants to do this again, including Ladner and fans and players. And so we'll see what happens, man. No matter what you think of Jay, I know he's going to give it his all. Um, I know he's, I know he's going to, he's, he's going to lay it all on the line to see me love Sutter Miss. And, uh, somehow that's become a detriment to a lot of these people I see on Twitter, but he's got my support. And, um, if you don't want to support, don't fine, but I'll be there. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's true, but going all that being said, I was shocked. At the letter that came out. Yeah, yeah. Where you guys, I mean, you can't just lose every damn game. Yeah, yeah. To, I, I get that part of it, too. But I do yeah. like Jay, man. Yeah, everybody likes Jay. But you know, it's like it, going from nine to eight to seven, you know, just like. Totally get it. You know, all that's. Extremely valid points. It's, and, it's, well, in all fairness, if he wins five games this year, he won't be the coach <laughs> the following season. So, <laughs> no, I mean, everybody, everybody wants Jay to do well. He he is an eagle. I mean, he he wore the black and gold, blood, sweat, and tears. But uh, I mean, it, it's just brutal. I don't I don't know. I, I'm not upset that he got a fourth year. I mean, I in everything that's gone on. Uh, I mean, you need time to build a program. Who knows? You know, fourth year could be the the magic charm and, and he gets everything clicking in the right direction. I certainly hope that for him, but uh, you know, like bump said, you know, you, this is definitely a win or probably looking for a new basketball coach situation. Sure. And um, it was a, I can't remember. I think I saw several people reported that he did have two years left on his deal, which would have been a rather significant. Yeah. That was weird. Yeah. yeah. It is a weird thing. How those, contracts work i believe that it's the the um if you if you don't tell them that their contract's not being renewed that it's auto auto renewed and that would have been after his first season which it would have been really awkward to not give an extension after just hiring someone after their first year so totally makes sense uh hopefully he gets it turned around hopefully he can get in the portal and and get some talent because it looks like we're going to be losing. I saw DeAndre Pinckney posted his highlights today. I don't know if that means anything or not, but that's usually not a great sign. So hopefully we can find some, bring some player, new players in. College basketball is this weekend. I know we hadn't played in a while. It's in the in the tournament. It's been like what ten years. But uh, if you're gonna if you're gonna want to get on the action, go to BetUS. Bet with a three decade leader, BetUS. Join now with a 125% bonus by using our promo code TTTT125 or a 200% bonus with crypto by using our promo code TTTT200. Bet sports, casino, horses, pop culture, and more at BETUS.com. You bet you win, you get paid. Bet you S. We had some some rather significant uh, – we had a rather significant accomplishment this past weekend in track, Shane. Would you like to bring us the update? 
I certainly will, sir. Uh, yeah, for all of the bad things that happened with sports that used bats to hit balls on diamonds this weekend, as hot as last week was, uh, Corbell Todd, the man, the myth, the legend, the high jumper on the track team, uh, just continued to cement his legacy at Southern Miss, placed second in the NCAA, NCAA Indoor Championships in the high jump uh, with a new personal best and a new school record jump of seven feet six inches. Uh, Corvell Todd is now a two-time NCAA first-team All-American. And just to remind you, the man is a junior. So potentially one more year. Uh, I read the article about his second-place jump. Uh, the guy that ended up beating him, I can't remember where he was from, maybe Oklahoma, but uh, just had a monster jump. His last jump chose to forego the the seven foot six inch and went like an inch higher than that and cleared it uh, to, mm-hmm. to win the NCAA championship. But Corvell Todd with a monster jump, new school record, new personal best, picked a hell of a day to to set his new personal best record and win a silver medal in nationals. So congratulations to him. Uh, as painful as everything else was, that's a pretty damn big bright spot. Absolutely. Most definitely. And it, it got, he's had quite the run here while at Southern Miss. Yeah. Well, and I talked about it a little bit last week, but you know, Eric Richards was before him in high jump and they were here really together. We've had just a powerhouse men's high jump program for the last four or five years. And really, I mean, track is on the up and up women won back to back, uh, indoor championships, uh, it's like to see, uh, you know, I know we're a poor school and, and money is hard to come by, but it'd be nice to invest in that program that's winning championships and putting out Olympians like Tori Bowie. Uh, I mean, uh, if you could light that track complex and soccer field over there, I think that'd be a great step in the right direction to doing something. But, uh, I mean, they, they keep winning like they're winning and they, they deserve some kind of, you know, investment in their program facility-wise. Southern Miss could be a track school. The way we're throwing up lights everywhere, it seems like they've got to be next, huh? Probably the rock next. Probably the rock next. You went basketball, you went went baseball, and then they're awesome. Um, Hell, take some of those old-ass lights and go put them on a soccer field. Yeah, worst-case scenario, they're paid for. Well, I think one of the big issues with the lights of the baseball field was they got to the point where, like, you couldn't get parts for those dinosaurs anymore. So uh, they were, their hand was kind of forced and it was like, look, we're tired of sending Rick Maddox up the light poles before the game with the lighter <laughs> to light each one of the lights individually. Uh, we need to do something here, but yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, got to do something. I mean, remember this past soccer season, they had a game that was postponed due to, uh, you know, not having enough light to play. What's this a Marshall baseball game? Oh, <laughs> Sunbelt. It's deserved. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel bad for Love uh, Marshall. baseball yeah. players. Yeah, and they've been, you know, they've been talking about a, a on-campus facility up there for a couple of years now, and it looks like they keep doing everything they can to kick the can down the road. Yes, yeah, some dude donated a mill like two years ago. I, I, to my knowledge, nothing's, nothing's happened yet. Well, I will <laughs> say this. They, they still have a better facility than UTSA. The but, bird uh, bath? You don't like the bird bath? <laughs> I think I, I don't that, like UTSA. What about I, that? I think we have better facilities here at Dixie, our Dixie Youth Complex than they Dude, have. Dude, Grove, Petal, Hattiesburg High, all of those places are better than UTSA. 
Oh, it's, by far. I think our intramural fields are better than UTSA. Pretty close, actually. Yeah, if they uh, ended up, if they ended up with something like uh, like Jones Junior College has, and they would think that they are knocking it down. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe when they get that big pile of AAC money, they can build a baseball field in San Antonio, a baseball state, and they can't even. They they got like a deer blind on a stilt for a press box. <laughs> <laughs> they make our they make our man Juan Cox literally sit out with the fans in the bleachers to broadcast. I mean, it's a joke. So uh, we also had uh, the women's basketball uh, team as well. They competed in the Heritage Land Supply Group Conference USA Championship Heritage Landscape Supply Group mm-hmm. Conference USA Championships. Shane, why don't you bring us up to date on women's <clears throat> basketball? I had whiskey in my mouth and I couldn't correct you there because I fixed my typo from last week and made sure that the fine folks at Heritage were not confused with people that supplied (laughs) land, a.k.a. volcanoes, (laughs) and they supplied landscape supplies. So, yes, as Jamie said, I want to say it, too. That's why I typed it all out in my notes, uh, because it's fun to say Uh, I get to wrap this uh, this up uh, later on. I mean, probably four or five hours from now when I get done with spring sports uh, with another string of words that I put in there just because I wanted to say them. So uh, we'll get there eventually. I'll try not to steal Lady your Eagles. Yeah, no, you're, you're, you're good. Um, well, we'll see. We'll see when we get there. If you sneak it in, I may just die out laughing. Um, you got to pick it out randomly out of all, you know, seven pages of notes I have here. Good luck. Uh, Lady Eagles started the Heritage Landscape Supply Group Conference USA Championships with a 78 to 60 win over FIU on Wednesday, March the 9th. Senior Kelsey Jones with a monster game dropped a career high 24 points along with 12 rebounds to record a double double. As a team, the Lady Eagles had a season high 26 assists on 32 made baskets. That's some some ball movement moving that thing around, scoring some points, winning big by 18 in the conference tournament. Way to go, ladies. Unfortunately, they ran into a three-point buzzsaw of a team, Middle Tennessee State University, in the next game, Thursday, March the 10th, and lost 50-70. to Dominique Davis did lead the way with 14 points. Kelsey Jones had 13, but MTSU hit 12 three-pointers to uh, help put the Lady Eagles away. Uh, MTSU just had a bunch of tall, skinny white girls out there raining threes. Uh, I watched a good chunk of that game, and uh, it it was tough to watch because there really wasn't anything we could do. Uh, One of them seemed to be open, and it seemed like it just would fall every time they threw it up. Uh, hate it that that's the way the Lady Eagles season ended, but they do end the season there with that loss with an 18 and 12, 9 and 8 in Conference USA record. Uh, not too bad for a team that was picked second to last in the conference overall. Uh, made a heck of a run. We're in it there for Conference USA West down to the wire. Uh, unfortunately, time. Uh, has run out for four Lady Eagles seniors. Deja Allman, a uh, big, big part of the team, uh, is a senior. Fess Hawkins, Destiny Smith, and then Kelsey Jones also played a major role this year. So we thank those four ladies for their service to the black and gold. Uh, and that wraps it up for Lady Eagle basketball this year. So moving on to a sport that's just now really getting into the swing of things, softball. Uh, the Tuesday, March 
eighth game at Ole Miss was canceled due to weather. That was a makeup from a couple weeks ago. The softball gods just didn't want that one to happen. Every time it got on the calendar, uh, it rained. Or maybe it wasn't the softball gods. Maybe somebody in Oxford saw what the ladies did to the Florida Gators, and uh, they started doing some rain dances over there. federally regulated marijuana fields in Oxford. (laughs) Um, So uh, the ladies were swept at home by UNT over the weekend. Uh, You know, mentioned all sports that uh, swatted balls with bats on diamonds didn't do well. Uh, UNT is a a solid softball program and has a good team this year, but Lady Eagles fell three games in a row with the first one being a Friday game, losing zero to two. A uh, bright spot in that game is Destiny Brown eclipsed the century mark for stolen bases in her career, furthering her Golden Eagle School record. She is one of two current D1 softball players to do so. So that's pretty strong stuff from Destiny. That was the Lady Eagles' first loss in the last seven games, and North Texas scored both runs in the top of the seventh to take that one. Uh, pitcher Mo Linestock pitched her 12th complete game of the season and, and just couldn't get the bats going enough to keep up with the mean green. Then Saturday, the Lady Eagles fell one to seven. Uh, Golden Eagles committed four errors. That's the most in a game this season, and that was kind of the death nail. Uh, Eagles actually out hit the mean green seven to six in that game, and Jana Lee pitched her com- sixth complete game of the season. Then finishing the sweep, the Mean Green got a four to five win Sunday over the Golden Eagles. Once again, two runs in the top of the seventh sealed the Golden Eagles fate. Maria Smith did have her second home run of the season. Uh, and as I mentioned before, the, the Mean Green are solid. They sit at 14 and four after that sweep of the Lady Eagles, three and zero in Conference USA play. So uh, it's not like we got uh, swept and blown out of the water in those games by a team that wasn't good. This, uh, this could be a team that we could potentially compete for the conference USA crown down the road later in the season. Next up for the lady Eagles, Tuesday, March the 15th versus Bama in Hattiesburg. And then a double header at the university of Arkansas pine bluff on Wednesday, the 16th. And then back in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, for a three-game Conference USA series at Middle Tennessee State University, Friday the 18th through Sunday the 20th. We'll get a sip of whiskey here before we launch into the next one. I'll do that as well. Mm. Cheers, mm. mate. I like that, that Glen Cairn glass, sir. Mm-hmm. Jamie, mm-hmm. I don't care if you drink <laughs> unsweetened tea out of it. we got to get you a Glen Cairn to sip with us. <laughs> uh, get a what? Now, what kind of glass is that? So these fancy little glasses, I know you guys oh, can't see us. I got it's one kind of like that. Karen. Mm-hmm. Okay, I got one kind of like that. Yeah, um, it's a fancy. Maybe we can get the. Uh, we can get a uh, a new two to top merchandise item. There you go, T oh, yeah. Public. If you're listening, do, do they do etched glassware? I don't think so, but uh, we will. We'll run it up the flagpole. Okay. Well, now that I got some of that spicy Canadian deliciousness in my face hole. Let's talk about men's golf. Currently in action in the Grand Canyon University Invitational at the Grand Canyon University Championship Golf Course in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, this is a kind of a different tournament. It's a two-round tournament. The Eagles are in third place after 22 or out of 22 teams after the first wow. round with a team score of negative six. Yeah, uh, actually, I checked this. That would be six hundred, Shane. Golf guy. What? What did I say? 
You said negative six. I mean, I get oh, it. it six six, yeah, my bad. I'm just talking. Uh, <laughs> I was already thinking about the next thing I was going to say. I, I wasn't even paying attention to that. Uh, um, I did check it earlier in the day, uh, about 530 Eastern time, and uh, it didn't have the final scores for the first round up, but the Golden Eagles were actually in first place there uh, towards the end of the round. But still, third out of 22 teams is pretty strong. Uh, Bump, you you know the golf team. I'm probably about to mess this kid's name up, and I apologize. But Ryan Dupuy? Is that Dupuy? D-U-P-U-Y? That's how I would do that. That's how I would say it, yeah. Okay, so Ryan Dupuy, uh, low man for the Golden Eagles, not at negative three, but at three under par bump. Uh, and then Robbie Ladder, not far behind him at two under par. Uh, the Golden Eagles will finish up that tournament tomorrow with a single round Tuesday the 15th. Uh, and then we'll be back in action up here in my neck of the woods next weekend at the East Carolina University Invitational at the Brook Valley Country Club in Greenville, North Carolina. Uh, I would say beautiful Greenville, but uh, if you've ever been to Greenville, there's not a I mean, it's not a bad town, um, but it's just kind of flat nothingness in that part of North Carolina. It's kind of agricultural land. So um, hmm. not not like Phoenix, Arizona, uh, but Monday, the 21st and Tuesday, the 22nd is that tournament. The women's golf team was off this week, but they will be back in action this weekend, Friday, the 18th, Sunday, the 20th at the Mountain View Invitational at the Preserve in Tucson, Arizona. Um, you feel like we probably could have saved travel costs by sending them together if they both played in Arizona this week <laughs> instead of the ladies taking it off, but I'm sure they're not scheduling the Tucson, Arizona golf tournament, so it's not on them. Um, both tennis teams were in action. Uh, the ladies' tennis team continuing their strong play. Sunday, March the 13th, the ladies got a 7-0 win over McNeese State and Hattiesburg. Uh, that makes the ladies 5-0 and at home and extend their home win streak to 28 straight. That's uh, crazy impressive. Uh, the doubles teams of Sarah Medic and Monique Burton, Ibru Zainab Yazgin and Alyssa Richter, along with Suhana Das and Shavita. Uh, ooh, Shavita's new to the lineup because I hadn't seen this one yet. Shavita Alana all picked up wins to secure the doubles point. Uh, Yazgin won her singles match 6-0-6-1, followed by Medic, who won 6-1-6-1. Burton won by retirement. You know, I don't know what that means. <laughs> do either do either one of you know did did Burton I, I, step out on the court? That she means was so that, intimidating <laughs> that the player from McNeese State retired. She retired. That's yeah. that's how I read it. She's like, I gotta play that Monique Burton girl. No, I retire. <laughs> I'm retired. Um, I'm learning about these sports as I look. I, I get most of my notes from uh, the Southern Miss Athletic Department puts out there, you know, little game breakdowns on the website. Beautiful stuff. If you ever want to go read it, there's a lot of great information there that I don't say. I know it's hard to believe that I talk so long. You would think that I'm just reading verbatim <laughs> from the website. But no, they the, the athletics department does a great job of putting out information on these games. So I go through kind of skim the details. Uh, again, that's probably why I murder these poor girls' names, because I'm not listening to anything. I'm just trying to read it off paper. Uh, but <clears throat> after Burton forced that poor girl to retire, uh, <laughs> Das won 6-4-6-1, Richter won 6-1-6-2, and then freshman Madison Ricardo won her first match in her Golden Eagle career. Uh, 
that that was her first match in her career and her first win. So congratulations to her. Lady Eagles record. Oh, record. <laughs> Golden Eagles record through nine contests is <laughs> 30 and nine in singles play and 18 and eight in doubles play. The lady overall as a team are eight and one and one and zero in conference USA play. A very nice start to the season for them. Uh, next up, Wednesday, March the 16th, versus Missouri State at 11 o'clock. And then Thursday, March the 17th, at South Alabama at 2. And then Saturday, March the 19th, back here in Hattiesburg, or back there in Hattiesburg, uh, playing Florida A&M. Uh, men's tennis was also in action. Uh then a match scheduled for Friday, the 11th, postponed at South Alabama, but we're actually in action. We're recording this Monday, the 14th. They were in action today. Uh, the article just came out right before we got on the call, so I was able to get some information about that. The Golden Eagles were playing IUPUI down in Orlando, Florida. Uh, it didn't have the name of the tournament, but it's got to be a tournament because they're sticking around later in the week to play a couple of other teams. Uh, but IUPUI took the doubles point by winning two of the three doubles matches. The lone doubles win for the Eagles was Drew Soonish. And uh, another new name to the lineup, Pasawi Reen Suwong. Should have hit my mute button. Yeah. Didn't see that one coming. I didn't give you any warning. Um, I think Jason... Uh, you and Katie need one more kid, and uh, Pasawe, P-A-S-A-W-E-E, is a solid, solid name for a young tennis star. Uh, so that was the lone doubles win for the uh, the, Eagle, the Eagles. Uh, Soonish won a singles match, 7-5-6-4. Old Majan Nabeev won 6-2-6-2. Six, two, six, two. Alan Sanson won, uh, lost the first 5-7, but bounced back 6-4-6-4. And then Antoine Audrain sealed it for the Eagles with a 6-2-6-1. I actually think time-wise it was Alan Sanson who was the last match uh, that sealed it from the Eagles. A tweet that I saw from the men's tennis team made me believe that earlier. But uh, nice win there for the Golden Eagles over IUPUI. Uh, that makes the Golden Eagles 3-6, and 0-2 oh on the season. Next up for them, Thursday, March the 17th, versus North Dakota down in Orlando. And then again on Friday the 18th, versus St. Joseph's in Orlando. Uh, last but not least for this week, uh, the ladies' beach volleyball team was in action, added a couple more wins to their record. Uh, ladies were at the Tulane Classic and went 2-2 two and two over the course of that tournament. Uh, Friday, March the 11th, versus Houston Baptist picked up that 3-2 to two win. And if you didn't think it could happen, boys, a Golden Eagle team can beat Houston Baptist. Uh, got the 3-2 to two win there. Uh, experienced a one-hour lightning weather delay after two of the flights completed play. Uh, I have not been around a lot of volleyball. Do they call them matches? Do they call them flights? Uh, I'm trying, you know, trying to figure this out as I get into this. Um, anyway, well, we'll go with flights for now. And if I learn better, we'll change it. But I, know, uh, I, I did find out that, that a retirement, that's like uh-huh. if somebody just like says I'm out uh, injury while it's usually injury related. Gotcha. <laughs> or it could be fear. We, we could have been right. It could have been fear. It's very possible. <laughs> Monique Burton could have been out there throwing some flexes, and that girl was just like, uh-uh. No, I'm retiring. I'm, 
<laughs> yeah, I'm retiring. I'm going back to the bus. I think there's some Uncrustables in there or something. Deuces. Yeah, y'all have fun. Anyway, back to beach volleyball. Uh, after that one-hour lightning delay, uh, after the first two flight flights had completed play, uh, the number one pair of Breely Favre and Kelly Galloway won in straight sets. The number two pair of Vanessa Hernikova and Alexandra Chudzik won in three. And then the number five pair of Valeria Siakidu, Poppy Kyra. Man, I didn't mean that. I didn't mean to laugh. I'm not laughing at this person's name, but I cannot look at Jason Bailey while I'm trying to pronounce a name that I have no idea to pronounce. But uh, Valeria Siakidu Papikairiku. I'm yeah, I'm sorry. I apologize to your whole family. It'll it'll get better. It may get worse. I don't know. I could start somewhere good and maybe I nailed it there and then I try later and we just do bad. But uh, then Kai Norman won in straight sets. Uh, that sealed up the 3-2 win for the Lady Eagles. Later Friday, the ladies fell 0-5 to UAB. Uh, 15 minutes after the completion of the Houston Baptist matches, it was time for the ladies to play UAB. So uh, Coach Sean Taylor felt like the ladies came out a little flat, were a little tired, allowed UAB to kind of dictate the the pace of play and, and just kind of run away with it. Uh, but... Back in action on Saturday the 12th, the Lady Eagles did fall 2-3 to three versus University of New Orleans. It was a cold, windy match that was delayed by an hour because of temperature to start. Uh, the Eagles' number four pair of Haley Fallon and Reagan Sandlin and the number five pair of uh, Siakidu and Norman both won their matches. And then uh, the Lady Eagles finished up the tournament against Nichols with a 5 to nothing win. Eagles won all but one set in the match. Uh, the number four pair of Felon and Sandlin won in three sets. And then the number one pair, Favre Garraway, number two pair, Hernikova Chudzik, number three pair, Taylor Pierce and Olivia Hephorn, Hepworth, sorry. And number five pair of Siakidu and Norman all won in straight sets to kind of dominate that one. Uh, next up for the Lady Eagle volleyball, beach volleyball team, going to do a little spring bake tour of California. Uh, the Malibu Invite in Malibu, California, this Thursday, the 17th at number 15, Pepperdine at noon, and then number 14, Long Beach State at 4. Then Friday, March the 18th, they go over for a doubleheader against number 6, Loyola Marymount, at noon and again at 2 o'clock. And then they finish up uh, their California road trip with the Cal Poly tur- Tournament in San Luis Obispo. That's what I wanted to say, Jamie, San Luis Obispo. Uh, California, Sunday, March the 20th at number 11, Cal Poly at 11 o'clock versus number 10, Cal at 2 o'clock. And then the only team that's not ranked in the top 15 that they play in California, Santa Clara at four. Brutal, brutal, brutal stretch for the volleyball team. I'm sure it'll be a blast, though. Uh, It looks like it's been a little chilly down there in South Mississippi. Uh, I bet it'll be nice out there in sunny San Luis Obispo, California. Yeah, my uh, my brother lives in Santa Clara, uh, Clarita. I'm sorry, not Santa Clara. Who do I know who oh, lives in Santa Clara? Santa Clarita, the diet. It is, yeah. That's yeah. That's that's where it's at. Nowhere, nowhere near I think, Chifuncta. I think no, nowhere near Chifuncta. Uh, uh, I think my buddy Liam Fitzpatrick lived in Santa Clarita for a little while. I may be wrong on that. Oh, crazy Liam Fitzpatrick. Oh, crazy Liam Fitzpatrick. Yeah, Liam and I went to nursing school together at uh, Southern Miss. Liam is now an anesthesiologist 
and I now sell commercial facade products. Uh, we'll see who took the better route there. But not not land uh, products. Yeah. No, no, not land products or landscaping products or landscaping products. All right. Uh, do you guys have any shout outs this week? Um, I thought that I had some shout outs and I'm looking for my shout outs. Uh, here's my shout outs. Got them. Okay. So, uh, shout out number one goes to Jake Lang, big Wang Lang. So quick, funny story. I am, well, first of all, way back. Uh, so Chad, uh, Dickens that's also putting on this golf tournament with me. Uh, he's actually doing most of the work. Um, he he um, reached out to Jake's dad, I think, and um, and asked if, if Jake would sign a football um, and, and we could give it away as a as a close to the hole or auction it off or whatever we're gonna do um, with the ball. And that was two months ago, right? <laughs> so I get home from work uh, on Friday, and I'm taking like a quick nap. Um, and the and I kind of hear somebody knock on the door, but I was kind of sleeping. Jack comes running back in the room. He's like, Dad, somebody's at the door. And I was like, don't worry about it. And he comes back a couple minutes later. Dad, somebody's still at the door. So I get up, and like my allergies are crazy, so I got like bloodshot eyes. I throw on a shirt and like some shorts, and I go open mm. the door. And Jake's standing there <laughs> with this, with the little, you know, uh, like a – um a UPS package and he hands it to me and I look in there and it's this ball that he signed. And I'm still, I, like I just woke up and I didn't even recognize Jake Lang. I mean, he didn't have his uniform on, you know? <laughs> so uh, I read it, I read the ball and I saw, I was like, okay. Yeah. I, and then I start to remember this is what's going on. Um, and then I, I actually asked him, <laughs> I was like, and you are, <laughs> He said, "I'm Jake." I said, oh. "Okay." I was like, "Man, I'm sorry." And I had to, I had to text him later. I was like, "Man, I, I apologize." I had to, like just woken up, but um, so I wanted to give him a shout out. Uh, could not have been any nicer. Um, love that guy. I love watching him play. Um, also wanted to give a shout out to Patrick McGee of the Buzzardry Podcast. Uh, he went to the games in Dallas this week. Um, Saw him posting some pictures from there. Our good friend Tim Hemis also made the Sunday game, I think. He was posting some pictures on Twitter as well. Um, and Patrick McGee also is going to be sending us an invite for a bracketology challenge between the Buzzardry guys and the To The Top Talk guys. So we'll see is how that bad. A fair fight? We'll see how bad we're all going to lose. I don't know if we can combine yeah. our numbers to beat Patrick. <laughs> I don't know that's that, that would down. be a good idea. <laughs> uh, to tell you how bad it is, I tried to do one, and I couldn't do it. And I sent him a note. I was like, hey, man, I don't know what I'm doing, so uh, could you do it? And, of course, he sends it right back. So I think you guys might have a uh, a an invite somewhere where he probably sent it to you. And last but not least, uh, our good buddy Steve Farmer has a birthday this week. It was actually going to be tomorrow, and he had taken off of work, and he was coming up to watch the Alabama game. Steve lives on the North Shore, bought season tickets, dugout club, the whole bit, and uh, hasn't made a game yet. Tomorrow is going to be the day, and it got shifted to Wednesday. <laughs> so now Wednesday, he can't make it. So bummer, but Steve, uh, happy birthday. Happy birthday. Great uh, Golden Eagle. Great Golden yeah, Eagle. Yeah, very nice. Here, here. I guess I will give it the shout out next so that Shane can 
um, plug his whatever he's sipping on. But I want to give a <laughs> shout out to Noah Newman. Been at WJTV the past few years. Been very kind of the show. Um, great guy. Certainly wish him him the best. I don't know what he's going to do yet, but I think he's done a really good job of covering the Golden Eagles up there in the the Jackson area. So definitely want to give him a, a, a shout out there. All right, Shane. Yeah, uh, actually, I want to start off with a correction from last week's episode. Uh, the Hosies are really not on their game anymore. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I said D1 Baseball was located in Research Triangle Park here in the Raleigh-Durham area. I was incorrect. It's Baseball America that is in Research Triangle Park here in the Raleigh-Durham area. However, Aaron Fit from D1 Baseball does live in Durham. So I was not completely wrong, but it was the Baseball America offices I was thinking of that I had seen out meandering around. Uh, and then as far as shout-out-wise, uh, give a shout-out to our boy, Marshant Kenny. Uh, somebody on Twitter this week had a poll about their favorite defensive players of all time, and somebody posted Marchant, and I made a comment along the lines of, oh, I didn't realize he played defense. I just thought he was a neck roll model. Uh, so <laughs> I appreciate our Ouch. boy being a good being a good sport. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I also hit him with a uh, not-so-fast, my friend, when, when he came back with, uh, with a spike. Lee Corso. Hey, Lee Corso. Yeah. <laughs> that, dude, that, that was like – like if you're going to have like a – the poster child of the neck roll, it would have been Marchand in the, the mid to late 90s. Or the yeah. tackle, or the, I don't know, GQ model. Like guys like that, they're just like, you know, and now he's like, you know, super smart dude with selling surgery stuff and, you know, like some guys. Married to all, the beautiful Angela. Right. Hey, hello, Marchand. Leave a little for us, dude. <laughs> Can't be Some good guys at everything. just have it all. Yeah. I bet he can like hit a baseball and play the piano. Good dude. Good dude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, I wanted to, uh, after I messed with Marchant this week on Twitter, I wanted to give him a shout out. Uh, can't, can't stir him up and not say hello. Um, but yeah, since Jamie reminded me, I forgot last week. It happens when I drink too much. But uh, this week I went with three whistle pig rye whiskeys. Uh, whistle pigs out of Vermont, but a lot of their stuff, they're, they're not distilling anything there. Well, they may be distilling some stuff, but not the stuff that uh, that I've got in front of me. Uh, most of the stuff that uh, that I like from them is distilled in Alberta, Canada by uh, Al Premium, Alberta Premium Distillers. And then whistle pig buys it kind of the the whole kind of mgp midwestern grain products type deal where they buy it and then age it and, and bottle it themselves but whistle pig finishes aging these rye whiskeys in vermont and uh these three specific single barrel picks that i have tonight range from like 14 and a half to 16 and a half year old canadian rye whiskey and man it's just phenomenally tasty stuff a little fruity a little minty a little spicy uh, it's got everything going on but I uh, got two barrel picks from Raleigh Bourbon Select. Uh, the first is Notorious PIG. Uh, got a l- lovely little pig smoking a cigar sticker on the back. And then Notorious PIG, the sequel. Uh, and then 16-hour bulled pork from my friends at Bull City Bourbon Club. Uh, 
that's that one happens to be a 16 year rye whiskey. That's the one I'm sipping on now. And it's my favorite of the trio. So yeah, went, uh, went out of bourbon, sipped on a little, uh, Canadian rye whiskey aged in Vermont this evening. Good stuff. Good times. Good times. Well, hopefully, uh, the midweek goes as well as it did last week. And hopefully the weekend gets a little better this week. Hope you guys enjoyed it. And as always, Southern Miss to the top. Talk. I could play for Alabama, USC, or Notre Dame. You have lots of things to offer, but Southern Mississippi puts you all shame. I was born here in Hattiesburg, never ventured far away. When it comes to playing football, here in Eagle Heaven is where I'm gonna stay. I could play for North Carolina, Ohio State, RLSU. You play a good game of football, but Southern Mississippi is a whole lot better than you. season is over and done. The fans here in Hattiesburg will be proud of what we've done. I could play for the Georgia Bulldogs, Florida State, or Tennessee. But I chose Southern Mississippi. And right here at home is where I'll always be. I could play for Alabama, USC, our Notre Dame, you have lots of things to offer, but Southern Mississippi put you all to shame. I could play for North Carolina, Ohio State, or LSU. You play a good game of football, but Southern Mississippi is a whole lot better than you. season is over and done all your teams with famous names will see we're number one ask mississippi state ask mississippi state call katie case bailey with dunbar real estate for all of your real estate needs katie case bailey realtor extraordinaire something to show something to list something to sell call today at 601-408-9980 